bangers and mash, puppy bangers and mash. Sketches and chat, puppy bangers and mash. Bangers and mash, puppy bangers and mash. Welcome to bangers and mash. The chat is a mash and the sketches are the bangers. If the sketches are the coast and the chat is the hangers. If the chat is our pants and the sketches are our wangers. Welcome to bangers and mash. <laughs> Greetings, dear listener. Oi, you, yes, you, hey. <laughs> That's not an introduction. <laughs> it's certainly a start. It's not even a sentence. I'm Tom. I'm Ben. I'm Matthew. Uh, and as always, I'm disappointed. <laughs> That's okay. So welcome to uh, episode, I believe it's 11. It is. Lucky well, number 11. People Evan. Uh, Pleven? Pleven. 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 Dedicated to the memory of Anirim Bevin. <laughs> I was going to say, Pleven is a place on earth. And it is a place that is in your ears, because what are we about to do? Well, oh my God. We're about to, well, we've, we've had a chat, uh, and we've written some sketches uh, based on that chat, dropped them in. You know the format by yeah, now. exactly. That's the chat it. is the mash, and the sketches are the bangers. I've not heard the theme tune. Well, we had a lovely time today. Uh, we chatted about all kinds of things, which you're about to find out. And um, remember, We started by chatting about uh, the common cold. Oh, it was, yeah. it was. I've been battling a cold. We can hear that in your voice. Can you still hear it? Yeah. Mm. It's deep. Yeah. Well, it's early. Oh, so it could be that as well. <laughs> There's a bit of a sort of phlegmy rattle behind it. Well, these are right. The two things I don't understand about colds are bad in the morning, yeah. bad late at night, and then in the day, not so bad. I think it's is it because you lie down and it kind of... Or settles on your lungs. It settles on your chest it. like a sort of green gargoyle, like in the adverts. It's ah. a very, it's a very accurate uh, advert, that isn't it? They got it it's right. Stop that accurate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I say I've got a cold, you mean you've got a goblin? By the way, lifting your shirt up at that stage was utterly pointless on an audio podcast. It's just to perk you up. <laughs> if anything, it's given me a cold. Um, but this is my favourite thing about a cold, and I, I don't understand what happens. I thought maybe one of you does. You know the moment where <laughs> all the snot shifts from oh, one nostril why? to the other nostril? You know, That's your favourite bit. That's it's the bit you enjoy. It is though. Like, what do you think? Oh, my left nostril's blocked up because there's always one nostril that's still going. Right? <laughs> Matthew's face is we a both have, right I'm going to pu- puke. No, no. Why? It's, not, it's in the nose. What I like about this is you've been thinking about this thinking this will make a great P-Bam. Well, no, it was, no, it was like, literally when we were sat here waiting to start, like, my, my snot shifted. Oh. Like, I didn't think, here we go, I'm going to save that one up for the next uh, chat. I save that one up, what did you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to blow Just my nose kept, until the next P-Bam. Um, yeah. So what happens? Because it, it does, doesn't it? Do you, you do that, don't you? It shifts from one to the other. Not, so your right's blocked, I'm then not, suddenly your left's blocked. Um, uh, but, but then blocking doesn't necessarily mean it's blocked with... Like, it means it's closed up, doesn't it? It doesn't mean it's blocked with mucus. It means that the, it's inflamed. Is it? Oh. Yeah, your sinuses get inflamed, don't they, rather than just full of... Like, you blow your nose and you can still have a blocked nose. Ah, so why does it shift from one side that. to the other? Do you not have those moments where you go, oh, it's gone to the left? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's gone, to the, gone right. to the right. Yeah. Is your nose doing the time warp? Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. That's not what I noticed. The thing I notice about uh, about having a cold, especially if you've got a really nasty kind of fluey cold, is you'll get a little bit of a song trapped in your head, and you won't be able to shake it. Just like, just like a two lines of a song, and it will go around in your head. Do you get that? No. 
See that's related so to like a, a music yeah, is, like you're so you're so your ill head. and you're lying in your head and just going last and getting last last and getting last and getting and you never get into yeah, yeah so that does sound a bit it's like, not, not like always like nightmarish fluey yeah 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 that sort of fevery yeah. type thing of always having that that bit of a song looped in your head a bit like in train spotting when you're coming off heroin Heroin. <laughs> heroin. Heroin. Is that, is that this is a heroin story of someone coming off fish. of heroin. Um, is that not what they call it on the streets? Heroin. Oh, heroin. Heroin. They really enunciate on heroin. the streets. Heroin. Gil Scott Heroin. <laughs> is that how you pronounce his name? No, it's Heron. Um, <laughs> okay, it wasn't Gil Scott Heroin. <laughs> that is very disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was Jill as well. Oh, it could be it could be Jill G I G I L, isn't it? Gil or mm. Jill? Yeah. But the fact is, you also thought it was heroin, so uh, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't go to you for the pronunciation of this uh, of this uh, jazz funk Jill legend's Scott, name. Heroin. <laughs> Sounds like I'm hosting a party. <laughs> oh, a party where you're you've got two other people, Jill and Scott. Jill and Scott, and you're the just heroin addicts. <laughs> What kind of parties do you hide the, Listen, I've hide got, the spoons. Now listen, Jill and Scott are coming Put the good away. Now you know they're addicted to heroin. If the night's going badly, I will offer it them. <laughs> That's the, the problem with you. The night's never going to go well. <laughs> I've invited two heroin addicts over. You know, like, you know, like how at a at a club they'll often have like a, like a lookalike. Like, you know, like for club nights, they'll have like a Mr. Bean lookalike's going to be there. That used to be the selling point of the cl- of this club in Canterbury. You used to get leaflets through the door saying, come to the club. There'll be a Mr. Bean lookalike. Um, maybe. Yeah, I'm definitely there. And also the poor Mr. Bean lookalike didn't look that much like Mr. Bean. He was quite fat. That's the point. He's an obese Mr. Bean lookalike. And he he was in his pants, just his pants. Oh, not, it's not. Wasn't fair. Wasn't fair on the poor guy. Beans. They should have just had a fat man over there in his pants. <laughs> I think we found your calling. Come to our club. <laughs> fat man over there in his pants. Come to Ritz's nightclub, Ashford, for a night you'll never forget. The first twenty people through the door get a big fat man in pants, following them round all night. Absolutely free of charge. Ritzy's Ashford is the only club that guarantees there'll always be at least three bona fide drug addicts shooting up in the labs. But that's not all. We also have an eight-year-old with a list. A 40-foot tower of bread. A man who looks a bit like that guy off that thing that was on ITV2 last year with the man who actually is that guy off that thing that was on ITV2 last year. Plus, totally unqualified surgery bags. They can't wait to remove your kidneys. A chill-out zone. That's literally ten degrees below freezing. A chill-the-fuck-out zone. Where an over-earnest cockney man will ask you repeat to calm down. A chilly in minor zone. A chill quite inquiry zone. Chilly con carne. And a live performance from DJ Alan Rickman. DJ Alan Rickman. Ritzy's in Ashford. Under new management. We have no idea what we're doing. What about if you set up a thing where you say, listen, what is missing from your party is a couple of drug addicts. <laughs> I'll sort it out for you. I'll arrange for Jill and Scott, yep. my two, <laughs> my functional drug addict couple. Absolutely right. They make They're very much the it. Terry and June of dr- drug addiction. They're going to come over and... Because uh... imagine if they got so, like, they were so successful 
that like, they built you, a really good what, career. What do you out mean of it. by successful? Well, like they worked. They were like they were these, like they, they worked all Cut the time. It, girl and guy. So everyone was like, we need couple. to get Jill and Scott, the drug addicts, to our dinner party. It became like a fashionable thing, and they became so good they got clean, and then they lost their job, and. Maybe they, got, they, they were trapped in a cycle. Maybe they were, they had so much work on, they didn't have enough time to do heroin. They can't. We, we can't do heroin. We're going to that dinner party tonight. Yeah, but we've got to just pretend like we're doing heroin. Let's just pretend, and then people started to see through them. So they just sort of <laughs> literally they became transparent. Oh my god, they turned to ghosts. That's what happened. Casper, the friendly heroin addict. We should we should write this <laughs> up as a children's book. How did we get on? It's a real heroin? moral story. How did we get onto heroin? You said it in a funny way, but we're heroin. Oh, right, yeah, okay, Gil Scott, heroin. But what, why were you talking about heroin? Um, ah, fever dreams. I had the most egotistical dream I ever had last night. I know <laughs> dreams aren't interested to talk about, but this just makes me laugh, right? Uh, this is, this is, I think this is funny. I dreamt last night that my girlfriend, who was sleeping next to me, was keeping, set up a blog of funny things that I said, and I loved her for it. And then I woke up and realised she hadn't set up a blog. And I was gutted. You still love her, right? Well, no, I was like, you loved her a little bit less. <laughs> yeah, like it was. Like I was like, oh, I'm you haven't love you, you have a little, little less. You haven't set up the blog. And like in my dream, I was saying really funny things in my sleep, and that's what she was blogging. She was blogging the funny things I said in my sleep. And then I woke up and I hadn't said funny things in my sleep, and she wasn't blogging oh. about it. So you sort of dre- dreamt that your girlfriend was like a little blogging elf. Yeah. Who, who overnight yeah. listens in, types it all up onto the... Whilst repairing your shoes. Yeah. Oh. What? <laughs> Do <laughs> elves that, repair that, shoes? Yeah, that, that little... That's the story, thing. yeah, yeah. When Is it? Overnight the elves come in and repair the shoes. Where's and, this? And then the, the, the uh, shoemakers, like... Yeah, what's... It's, it's called the elves and the shoemaker, it's isn't like it? It's like batteries not included. Really? Yeah. Just... But without the sort of, um, like, l- less sci-fi. Yeah. More fantasy. Ooh. So elves men shoes. Did that particular story? Yeah, in that story, oh, okay. in the elves and the shoemaker. <laughs> if it was, oh yeah, I can't. Remember. So anyway, listen, right. <laughs> I'm glad you said something funny in your sleep just then, Tom. <laughs> um, right, Tom, you've got to stop laughing. Like Tom's <laughs> bent over laughing at something that he hasn't even said out loud. <laughs> Someone, no, again, got to be blogging this. Yeah. But the thing is, yes. in many ways, Ben and I are my elves. Your are your elves because you we my shoes. we catalogue the stupid things that you say. That's very true. Actually, I don't remember a lot of things, and then I'll remind you. Yeah, I prefer it that way. I had I had a very pretentious idea when I was about nineteen of like, I'm not going to take photos anymore because they're they're not real, like they're artificial. That's when you started stealing things. <laughs> you, got just, you, know, you started <laughs> painting pictures of everyone very quickly at parties. Oh, I'm annoyed this morning. I was having a coffee in my coffee, like in the in coffee, my coffee shop. house. <laughs> you know, I was having a I coffee like, in my coffee room. I like the idea of having, a, you know, your coffee shop kind of thing where you go and you know the people. Right. So the coffee shop I normally go to before here. Starbucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> where everybody knows chain. your name. <laughs> if you eat in a place. There's nothing more satisfying than as you leave, turning and saying to all the staff, cheers, everyone, bye, like you know them. Do you know what I mean? I enjoy that even in a shop, like any situation yeah, where you it, yeah. cheers, everyone, thanks a lot. Cheers, bye. So I do it in my house, I live on my own. 
<laughs> Cheers, everybody. See you later, elves. It's Good shoemaking. It's a nice, it's a nice way to be, you know. So as you're leaving, cheers, everyone. Bye. And then everyone kind of goes, ah, oh, there he goes. Um, <laughs> that is the exact <laughs> right tone as well. That is the exact right tone. This morning, a bloody painter was at the front of the queue. Okay. Talking about the painting he was painting at the moment uh-huh. and how big it was. <laughs> and that was just as I was leaving. So I couldn't interrupt him to go... Cheers, everyone. Bye. You should have done that. Would have served him right. Well, that's it. And then I, so I left, and I was genuinely in a bit of a funk on the way here because I didn't get to say cheers, everyone. Bye. Well, I tell you what, just say goodbye to us now, and I'll leave. <laughs> but then I in fact, thought, you leave. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you're that good a painter, you wouldn't really be telling everyone about painting, would you? You'd exactly. Painting. You show rather than tell. That's the painter's art. Exactly. So I thought, mm. like, he was literally going, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this big. It's going to be made out of acrylic and then I'm going to put some oil on it. It's a friend of mine who's a musician. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, mate. Cheers, everyone. Bye. My ladies, gentlemen, and most especially your holiness, Pope Julius II, I humbly welcome you to the Sistine Chapel for the unveiling of the brand new ceiling. Now, a lot of people have been saying to me, Michelangelo, how could it take you so long to paint a ceiling? But hopefully, when I unveil the work, you will see why I have been toiling for over eight years. I have been working on a masterpiece. In fresco, it depicts the very moment where God first gave life to mankind. What you see today is a uh, revolution sorry, sorry, in- Sorry, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Can I, can I just grab your attention this way, please? Yeah? Uh, cheers, everyone. Bye. Who was that man? He's a nobody, Pope Julius. I believe he just popped into the cafe to buy himself a coffee. Now, if you care to glance upwards... The Sistine Chapel has a cafe? Well, you can stick your fresco. I'm off for a frappuccino. Cheers, everyone. Bye. That was a real banger. (laughs) Listen, anyway, so when you were 19... You were as pretentious as this. You, you've got over it now, but you were as pretentious as this. Oh, what, uh, can you believe I used to be pretentious? pretentious? What did you do instead of taking photographs? Yeah, this was the thing. I wrote a little thing that said... Um, like a manifesto? Yeah, like, you know... Like a short song. If you take a photo of a moment, you destroy the moment. And I think we do that this That was the time lot. when you were a Navajo Indian as well, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced Navakov. And it's Native American. Um, I've had a bit of trouble with that before. Uh, It was like, it was the time when, like, I went to visit Nelson Mandela's cell. And rather than, I had a camcorder, rather than filming Nelson Mandela's cell, I filmed people taking pictures of Nelson Mandela's cell. So you didn't see the cell? Not properly. Well, (laughs) just a cell at the end of the day, wasn't it? I like like the Mona Lisa. Like, instead of taking a picture of the Mona Lisa, I took pictures of people taking pictures of the Mona Lisa. Yeah, which because I went to Paris this uh, New Year's and I took pictures of those very same people. I don't think they're the same people. But just for you, Tom, I've got a picture of all these yeah. all these people. And I was like, these, look at these guys. They're not appreciating the moment. They're taking pictures of the moment. So you're taking pictures of them not appreciating the moment. I'm appreciating them not appreciating the moment. You're satirising better than everyone. Yeah. That's kind of how I used to think of it. It's very circular. Ah, there you are. Do you fancy getting started? I am started. I'm very nearly finished. I've been taking photos for hours. Yes, I've seen that, but I was hoping you might take some photos of the guests, the family, maybe a couple of me and my new wife. It is not down to you to dictate to me what I should or should not be photographing. Do I tell you which woman you should or shouldn't be marrying? No. 
I am an artist. Oh, you're one of them, are you? Besides, I've already taken this. That's a photo of a glass of wine. Yes, the wine represents you. The sweet, intoxicating moment of the wedding day. With the punishing hangover of marriage just around the corner. And that ashtray, that represents your wife. Oh, I understand. She burned brightly on the day, only to be snubbed out by the patriarchal oppression of an outmoded institution. No, it's because she smokes too much. But it's open to interpretation. Let me have a look at that camera. Hang on. Every other photo in here is of your face. Yes, how better to represent the day than to see it reflected in the eyes of a true artist. My disgusted expression evokes the cheap and gaudy table dressings, the inedible food, the dead, soulless eyes of the guests who wander like cattle. This is a true representation of the day. All right, I'm going to take a picture now. Ha! You left the lens cap on. That's a photo of nothing. Yes, which is beautifully evocative of what I plan on paying you. I see. Could I have the bride's family first, please? Bride's family. Yeah, if you'd all like to pose together, absolutely lovely, lovely. You can get several different types of mash. Because we're not really camera people, are we? But everyone, like, we're not. But a lot of people are. Like, how many photos have we got of things we do? <laughs> and now got? I think maybe it's Wait, the wrong call. Hang on a sec, hold, hold tight. I'll use complete sentences. What are you? <laughs> we're not camera people in that we don't take photographs. We don't. Said. We don't, do we? Well, that's because the, the job we do is we perform on stage. If I suddenly halfway through a sketch went, hang on a sec, this is a beautiful moment. <laughs> uh, top of bed, just stay exactly where you are. Hold, uh, hold that, would you love? Then get handed a camera to someone in the audience. People take, like, most of the photos on Facebook of me are taken by people I don't know from the audience. But what about, like, you know... The, the days, we sh you know, like day trips and things like that. We don't go on day trips. We sit in the National <laughs> Theatre Cafe, write sketches. We then go to little clubs, perform them. They don't go that well. Oh. <laughs> I don't want a photo of any of that. <laughs> if anything, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is what I want. I want to get to about 40 and my entire mind erased. <laughs> a place with happier memories. Start again. I'm a member of the Penny Dreadfuls. <laughs> Maybe we should day trip more. When are we going to find the time to day trip? I've got all this heroin to do. <laughs> Who day... I mean, like... We could day trip every Thursday. No, we record PBAM on a Thursday. <laughs> I'll tell you what, in fact, not a bad idea. Clark and I record PBAM. You go for the day trip. <laughs> See everybody. Thanks, guys. I could call in with like a report. How, how about we do? How it's about not a bad we do idea. a roving report every other th the, the every other Thursday? We're not doing PBAM. We're doing a day trip. We can have got, a day you know, trip club. To talk about. We can have a day trip club. Where, like, the word goes out, let's go on a day trip, and everyone meets there. And our most why, why loyal listener that month gets to Why do you always want to involve loads of with us? No, you see, why do you always want to involve strangers? <laughs> like, I find it difficult so enough talking to the people. two of you. I, I want to meet other people other than you two. I've met other people, Ben. You're missing nothing. Ah. You ever been to Stonehenge? That was my best day trip. I woke up and said, I'm you know what, I've never been to Stonehenge. Jumped in the car, drove to Stonehenge. And it Stonehenge? Went <laughs> to the wrong place, mate. It, was, it wasn't impressive. It was just these ovens on top of each other. Stonehenge. Although... Stonehenge. It was my favourite henge of all the henges I've been to. What, about what the hell is a henge? Can you get more stone... It's like there's Stonehenge, Ironhenge... Uh, green henge, <laughs> green henge. I live in Penge. Is that got anything to do with it? Um, the thing with going round the bench. Whenever I think of going <laughs> round the bench, what well, Benji, the biggest dog in the world. <laughs> Benji what? goes round the bench. Where he... I've got the henge. Um, my favourite Stonehenge memory. 
Go on, you've got more than one. I've got about 40 or 50. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing a book on it, actually. Oh, my God. Me, me and the Henge. <laughs> it's actually... Legends of the Henge. Lenges. You, st- you stone ledge. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> you stone ledge. You That's st- my tombstone. No, no, you stoned ledge is my <laughs> biography of Jill and Scott. <laughs> you stoned ledges. You're always on the gear. It's the gateway drug. The gateway judge. The gateway (laughs) gateway judge. He's a different guy altogether. I pronounce you high. (laughs) You are guilty of being all right. (laughs) You are guilty of partying. Get that dead baby off the ceiling. You're not guilty of being a square. (laughs) So my henge memory is... Okay. um, The stone ledge. My Stone Ledge memory was we were driving to a, a gig. I want to say, where was it? I want to say it was Cambridge, but does that I make think sense? It was Stonehenge. It was, we were, we were doing a gig for the, was the, for the summer Druids. solstice. Um, and all through the house. Um, we, Not a Druid was stirring. All right, stop. Um, we, we were driving, uh, we stopped off at the service station, and um, you saw a bunch of. A bunch of girls, and you were saying to say, "Oh, look at those girls! They think they're so uh, think they're so brilliant. Oh, they just get in a car, drive to Stonehenge, despite the fact that you now reveal that you are very <laughs> similar to that you, the group of girls. Um, <laughs> like, oh, these girls just look at them; they're, they're not appreciating it. Oh, oh, uh, Cynthia, why don't we all go and uh, drive to Stonehenge? Then let's do it. It'll be really mad. It'll be really random. You're like complaining about them in the car. That then, must have been that must have been just you venting what you felt about yourself. Or your self-loathing. But then you got out of the car, right, not realising that, of course, we were in the car listening to you, and you got out of the car and said over the car, quite audibly to these girls who were all sort of milling around their car, you know, with their bags of crisps and everything, you went, Stonehenge, Pussyhenge more like. But by that point, you weren't really talking to us, you were talking to the girls. And they... They all, they, I mean, that was, a, that was one where you couldn't go, thanks very much, everyone, bye. You had, to go, you had to walk past them to get into the shop to pay for the petrol, having just said pussy henge at them. Well, that Thomas Murray, who's your blogging elves at work. That's God. the thing, we remember everything. Do you love us a little bit say. more now? Forgot I'd forgotten about that as well. Well done, pussy henge. Oh dear! It was there's so I, many things going on in that moment. Your sort of your uh, your self-loathing, your sort of rampant and untamed sexuality. <laughs> your sort of cartoon being, version of what of what sex is, and also <laughs> being back to you know the pagan sexual core of Britain. Pagan. You represent the pagan sexual core of Britain by know, like, going up to girls and saying pussy. I don't know. You know, like Stonehenge is where everyone goes and. You know, like does it on the stones. I'm not sure that was ever the uh, the use of Stonehenge. You're not allowed to get up to the stones, are you? There's a little rope that stops yeah, you. I'm not, not sure not that was there when they were built. Though. I do it on the rope. <laughs> <laughs> they had to carry those he- big heavy stones over the rope. <laughs> How did they transport the ropes? Where's, where's the best place to put all these massive stones? Let's put them in that uh, that circle of rope. Oh, what rope henge? Let's put them inside rope henge. <laughs> Rope Henge predates Stonehenge. <laughs> I, f- I, f- I find more mysticism in the ropes than I do in... Uh, but then I'm a boxing fan at heart. <laughs> <laughs> Oi. Uh, bye, everyone. See ya. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Bye. <laughs> um, 
Have you got like a local place? My house. <laughs> <laughs> Where I live, yeah. Oh, like a local pub or yeah. something? Yeah. I've got a local. The bridge is my local. Oh, uh, don't don't go to the bridge in Penge. <laughs> <laughs> day trip. <laughs> no, but uh, like, yeah, I was there. I was there last night. We we went there the other day. That was a day trip. We had, we had that gorgeous soup. Do you feel like Ooh, you know, like can... when you arrive and everyone's like, "You're all right, mate." Like I always envisage myself being the kind of guy. I don't you'd necessarily. Have a... I know the yeah. bar staff, but I don't know the. But the thing is, I've got a, I've got a bunch of friends who live nearby. So if I'm going down the bridge, I'll text them and, and meet them That's there. Of course, cool. yeah. I don't I don't have that either. I know I know like you know Katie. She's she's usually running the bar. It's kind of like the fr- it's the friends thing, isn't it? That we were kind of like that. I kind of thought that's the lifestyle I'd have. Yeah. Yeah, but the the thing about friends was they were always in that coffee place, yeah. always drinking coffee. They never appeared to like you. Occasionally saw Chandler at work. In later series, Rachel got a well, Rachel got a job there, didn't she? Yeah, yeah but still had that awesome flat in the middle of New York, working in a coffee shop. Yeah, it was crazy. <sighs> It, but I think that's kind of, fair, is it? That's, kind of that generation, that, I think. That's that. the dream, though, right? That we would wear enormous clothes. <laughs> Sitting fountains. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm that should be the hangout. I'm re-watching Dawson's Creek at the moment. Are you? I'm loving it. <laughs> Absolutely loving it. For any particular it. reason? Because I love Dawson's Creek. So oh, wow. So, eh? yeah, I'm, I've, in, the last, days, in the last three Stonehenge, days... Stonehenge, Dawson's Creek... I'm a very jam cultured roll. man. Um, do you say Stonehenge Dawson's Creek roll. jam roll? I didn't know where to go. I was thinking of a run of three. You're trying to do like a logic puzzle there. <laughs> so was Connect to... the three items. Dawson's Creek, Stonehenge, <laughs> jam roll. Still, to... still sick in Well, that. I'm going to blog it, but... <laughs> and yeah, just, sure. I'm just going to flag this up when you finish before when you finish with Dawson's Creek. Can we come back to Arctic Rolls? Well, we yeah, start yeah, with Arctic Rolls, should we? We'll go, Arctic Rolls are great, aren't they? Well, as is Dawson's Creek. Well, go on. So I've been, uh, like, on the weekend, I just sat in bed all day uh, <laughs> eating dairy milk and watching Dawson's Creek and having a nice cry to myself. I'm having a crisis. <laughs> uh, I'm having a breakdown. Um, but in the 90s, right? Yeah. Late 90s, early 2000s. Golden nobody age. Nobody wore clothes that fit. That was the style, <laughs> was to wear a shirt that was, like, three sizes yeah. too big and then a waistcoat over the top. <laughs> like, <laughs> awful. And, and some sort of pendant. Yeah. Like, that was... And friends as well. Chandler was always wearing, like, a waistcoat and then, like, a shirt that should have been on an enormously fat man. And well, then he, he grew like, into came, it, though. He, he came, came into it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. And then lost the weight again. Um, uh, but we that, that will happen again, won't it? We'll see that happen in, like, three or four years. Everyone will be like, the 90s are back in. and ta-da. The 90s was was rubbish for clothes. I'll tell you what, the other thing as well that I don't want to come back, centre partings. I was talking about this the other day. Centre partings with... Did you ever have... I know you had curtains, and I had curtains. Yeah, and I had curtains. But back in the day, I had a centre parting. It was curtains for your hair, though, as well, wasn't it? Killed it off. Um... I had Venetian blinds. <laughs> you had a little, a little strand at the side that you just pull, and then like, and my, scalp, my scalp would open and close. Because <laughs> the mayor of Wolverhampton opened your face, didn't he? I now declare this face open. I now declare this door open. Morning, Dad. Morning, son. I now declare this fridge open. Dad. Do you have to do that every time? Of course I do, I'm the mayor. I now declare these Cocoa Pops open. Now, son, I'm very much looking forward to your school open day. No way, Dad. It's no way you're coming. Where's Mum? She declared our relationship open. She left you? Yeah. Oh, and Dad, 
Your dressing gown is... I know, son. I know. Funnily enough, I met the Mayor of Wolverhampton, and the day before I did, I uh, hit myself in the face with a tennis racket. <laughs> Wait, hang on a sec. You hit yourself in the face in preparation why to psych this, yourself up. Why is this funnily enough? Because then I... So I had butterfly stitches. Good call, what, what is this anecdote? <laughs> I had butterfly stitches, and I absentmindedly, at school, highlighted them green, and then uh, forgot I was meeting the mayor. And then I had to meet the mayor. The day I met uh, the guitarist at the pavement, big day for me, I had been punched in the face earlier that day in school. Quite, probably quite deservedly. Um, a guy had punched me in the face and my lip had swollen up to like an enormous size. And I, um, I was at a pavement gig and he was sort of coming down the stairs. I was like, oh my God, it's Spiral Stairs from uh, Pavement. That was his name, Spiral Stairs. And I chased after him like, was he oh coming down Spiral Stairs? No, they weren't Spiral Stairs, unfortunately. They were just normal stairs. <gasps> but there was a spiral with him imagine, on them. Imagine if he's walking down a beautiful, ornate set of spiral stairs and there's a, like an, old, an elderly couple at the bottom and uh, one of them goes, oh... Beautiful spiral stairs. And he's, he's like, like, thank you very much. Cheers, cheers Blade. <laughs> yeah, that's not what pavement sound like. Not, <laughs> I, I think the blazing squad. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's funny, isn't Maybe it? Maybe he got the nickname because he walks down normal stairs like he's walking down spiral stairs. He, he injures himself. Has he, got rickets? Has he got rickets? <laughs> he certainly spun around and saw his, as soon as he saw my face going, hey, mate, I'm a really big fan of yours. I think that's pretty brilliant. Like with a big swollen lip. He, so he, he didn't even say thanks. He just ran off. <laughs> Are there any other famous people who could be walking down the thing that they're named after? <laughs> God. Is Spiral Stairs the only one? Oh, uh, good Answers Lord. on a postcard <laughs> to P. Bam Towers. <laughs> P.O. Box, this isn't real. Um, <laughs> is that honestly a question or do you want to talk about Arctic Rolls? I don't know. It could be, couldn't it? So, we've got Jack Black for September, Pink for October... James Brown in November and Betty Blue for December. Well done, Mark. Good calendar, good calendar. Get coloured celebrities to the printers right away. Uh, Boss, we agreed we weren't using that title. Oh, yeah, good call. Now, Dan, how's yours coming along? It's almost there. It's nearly there. Oh, come on, mate. I've finished mine. How hard can it be? You had it easy, mate. Ava Green, Deep Purple, please, that's a walk in the park. I think you'll find that my topic was, well, let's just say it's been difficult. Difficult? Famous people walking down the thing they're named after. That calendar designs itself. And if you can't put it together, I'll find someone who can. Now, hit me with it. January. OK, January we have celebrity chef Gary walking down some roads. That's good. February. Hollywood actor Nathan walking down a lane. Nice. March. That's Glenn Close. In a close. Damn, that's strong. April. Uh, Dan Lesac in a cul-de-sac. Uh. May. Hear me out. A top fashion designer walking down a very gentle slope. It's Calv Incline. Really? June. Abseiling down a cliff, Richard. <laughs> then I'm not going to lie to you, Midsummer's not strong. Let's hear it. The band Supertramp on t- Ramp. Rubbish. Sarah J- Escalator Parker. And then Gavin U. Henson. Gavin U. Henson? That gets us to October. Where you've just written the name Terry Path. Who is Terry Path? I don't know, but if we can find him and turn him into a celebrity, I'm prepared to give him the whole of winter. Do you want to talk about Arctic Rolls? <laughs> um, Arctic Rolls. And Could uh, you clear t- your throat, throat first? Like you, that <clears throat> cold's coming back. <laughs> it's not it's all just... Um, oh. um, it's a gorgeous pause you're leaving. Well, I'm just trying to think very of the next one to sound like you. a clichéd kind of stand-up. 
Um, oh, incidentally. Oh, Christ alive. Well, okay, Arctic Rolls. Uh, why where have Arctic Rolls gone? Why can I, can I say, can the next anymore? episode just be you <laughs> reminding yourself of things and never quite completing a thought? Okay, well, look, two things. A, we'll Arctic, have a day trip, Clark, you know. <laughs> Arctic Rolls. Why don't people eat Arctic Rolls anymore? They were bloody brilliant. I think people still do it. Ice Arctic. cream in a... Jam roly poly. Yeah, you yeah. can still get Arctic rolls. So when was the last time you had an Arctic roll? I, I tell you, the last time I had an Arctic roll, um, I was at a um, a pub and they had. I was like, oh, they had an Arctic roll as a dessert. So I ordered it, and it was like an entire <laughs> Arctic roll. It wasn't like a slice. It was huge. Which of course, when it arrived, I was like, this is brilliant. And then it absolutely ended my day. Like I couldn't do anything else. I felt so ill. Wait, did this they was, just pop this it? wasn't the end of the day. <laughs> You've gone there for breakfast. Well, you know, it was kind of <laughs> late. I think it was an early evening meal. And that just ruined you. Just do they eat, absolutely ruined me. Do they eat Arctic roll in the Arctic? There's only one way to find out. Day trip! <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, the stand-up about... Oh, really? That's, that was that the first was it. thing. We've dealt with Arctic roll. <laughs> okay. The thing is, right, if one person, if one dear listener listens to this show and goes, oh, pops out and buys himself an Arctic roll, then I'll be happy. What? I've, I've got a dealership. You got sponsorship. <laughs> oh, that would be good sponsorship, though. P Bam is sponsored by Arctic Rolls. All Remember the Arctic, Arctic Rolls? Rolls we can eat. P Bam is sponsored by the concept of Arctic Rolls, not Arctic Rolls themselves. Who would pay us? I don't know. Just the Arctic people from the Arctic <laughs> ice cream manufacturer. Who makes them? Walls. Um, walls have ears. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Why did they never do? Why did Walls never release an ice cream that was shaped like an ear? Walls have ears. Yeah, the Walls have ears. And um, th- why didn't Hills ever release eyes? <laughs> and also, my hang on a sec, what? Hills, Hills have eyes? Yeah, I know, but who's Hills? Ah, uh, you know that uh, he's in pavement. Oh, the... <laughs> it's the basis. Spiral stairs, Hills. I met him coming down a hill. Steep hills, spiral <laughs> stairs, steep hills. Loose lips. <laughs> no, unfortunately, you never guess what happened. Oh, my God, was he on that cruise? He was on that cruise, yeah. Um, so, go on, what's your the second point? What's your second point about... <laughs> you know, you never see white... The, the old stand-up about where's white dog poo. Yeah, he's like, the drummer from Payton's. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently there's a scientific reason for that. The reason, there is a reason why you don't see white dog poo anymore, it's and it's because council dog, they, the council used to issue dog food in council houses to people who've got dogs. So the ingredients... Like you've really explained this. <laughs> it okay. sounds <laughs> like it's not the truth. It is the truth. <laughs> right. Don't, right, listen, uh, there was... Uh, they used to, if you had a pet and you lived in council houses, you could get subsidised dog food from the council. Right. The ingredients that they put in that dog food con- would, came out tip-ex. in was white poo. So there was white dog poo from any dogs that lived on council estates. And then they realised that it wasn't very useful for dogs. Uh, so they've stopped doing it, and that's why you don't see white Where dog poo Where did you anymore. hear this? Hold on. Around and about? Wait, what, what do you mean around and about? Never reveal your sources, do you? Could you? Do you know? Also, they used to give. <laughs> Could you please reveal yourself? They used to subsidise the 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 food for people on council estates, and when they died, that's why they lived that that chalky residue around them. You never see that anymore. You know, when you used to see yeah the outlines of people on pavements when they died. Well, I didn't grow up in quite as rough an area as you did, apparently. <laughs> um. Um. I was trying to. Say a sentence there where the outline of people 
was going to be a name of a band member from Pavement. Right. Can you imagine I've done that and it worked? On the... <laughs> That's a good one, Cheers. Tom. You don't, uh, you don't reveal your sources, but you do show your workings. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I can't believe you did, you're not giving me more for that. That was a good fact. Well, it is a good fact, but it's I don't know what we're supposed to do. Like, well, you, carry well, you around the room <laughs> on our shoulders. <laughs> yes, let's do that. What do you want from that? That would be nice, wouldn't it? If, if every time someone does something that they... Oh, I had a thought the other day. Uh, Hang on a sec. Did you have it the other day? <laughs> you, just, you just had it now. It, wouldn't it be clearer if head sizes could change in correspondent to current status? So, for instance, I just said a really good idea. My head no, would inflate mate. slightly so that if you were looking through the window, you would know that I'm on top at the moment. And then say if you gave a withering comment, my head would physically shrink. And that way you would know if you've said things that like have hurt someone. Can I ask, is it based on your... Because uh, obviously you think you're brilliant, right? Every now so, and then. So you do head... have quite a physically large head, do you actually? Have you, you want put a large head? Into... I'm just thinking how... You know when you... you... Status games, because like it's got... I'm quite interested in status games. Like I read this book about status games... <laughs> <laughs> and you can start to see how every conversation is, is if a you're listening at home the key phrase today is status games That's he was the bass player in games. pavement um, <laughs> chasing status games ah ow <laughs> again for the listener at home Tom was so annoyed at himself he punched himself in the leg it's very much the day before he met the mayor <laughs> all over again but the th- um, here's the thing is it based on is it based on your own self-worth? Is that what you're saying? That your head would get bigger based on your own self-worth? You're like, I've got an idea so yeah. brilliant that when I, when I say it out loud, it is going to throw this trilby off my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, was going to say, though, if, if, say, you're cycling and you come up with a really good idea, yeah. it'd be dangerous, couldn't it? Very dangerous. Well, it, you wouldn't quite get to, like, lollipop stick size. You know, lollipops are quite small. generally quite smaller than a head. No, the, 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 or like a lollipop lady. The top of a lollipop stick. A lollipop oh, lady. A lollipop lady's lollipop stick. <laughs> or gentleman. Or gentleman. Or gentleman, yes. A, a crossing person. person. Right? Cross gender. No, 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 no. Sorry. An angry person? No, no, no. A crossing uh, warden. We live in the modern times. Um, or in America. Well, great job, things. lollipop lady. Sorry, that was my stomach rumbling there. Okay. <laughs> you want a lollipop? I'm desperate for a lollipop now. Um, you, yeah, it would, like it would never damage you, but like all I'm saying is like you would know how people are... Oh, so, sorry, I thought you were still talking about lollipop ladies. Great oh. job, lollipop lady. It would never damage you. <laughs> back on status You're back games. on status games. Yeah. So someone... Because everyone either says things that build themselves up, things that reduce other people's status. But the thing is, we have blushing for that. If you say something embarrassing or somebody talks down to you, you blush, don't you? Well, yeah, maybe. But some people can... Some people... Like, I blush... Oh. You know, Will, I blush all the time. That's true. But you How are is Will, always saying oh, <laughs> me. <laughs> um, you like, you know, I, I have very red cheeks. So if I ever was talking to a girl who I liked, I'd immediately go red. I could never get into places underage because the bouncer asked me for ID, I'd go bright red. Like, that's always been like a very clear signifier but then, for But then me. that would be it. The bouncer would ask you for ID and your head would shrink to the size of a ping pong ball. Well, yeah, exactly. That's right. So, or like, it, like if you had good fake ID... <laughs> if you had a really good fake oh, ID. No. God damn it, the days of fake ID were good fun, weren't they? Do you know what? 
don't you miss those days? Like when you were seventeen and you got fake ID. Did you ever pay someone for fake ID? No, I never had a fake no, ID. Did you not? Fake ID. Are you sure? I think we oh, acquired no, fake ID you together. You remember that Randy I, song? Uh, when you I, ain't never had fake ID. Because <laughs> I went to college when I was 16, and so I got an NUS card, and um, and I, I was, they just let a filling... Yeah, you had the NUS card. That was like the, the gold stamp of fake ID, getting yeah. NUS. I was very much a drinking in the park kind of guy. Not, I a, were, yeah. not trying to get in early to pubs. I didn't I didn't like uh, oh, the pub culture God. until like I was about sort of 19, 20 years old. Now, then I loved it. Like, I no kind really of excitement. Like on the Wednesday, you acquire some fake ID. Like, you get like an NUS for five quid off someone who knows a friend who goes to college. Yeah, who's next? And then you get to try out on the Friday or the Thursday night. And it's like you have the genuine excitement that they must have had in like... Uh, uh, being like part of the French resistance or stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure it's like You get to forge. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that kind of excitement, you just can't And the bouncer have. says to you, good luck. Oh, thanks very much. Aha, ah, you're caught. Cool. Well, no, the, the, old, the old one for that is, uh, can I have a pipe, please? Yeah, you got any ID? Brilliant. So, uh, how was geography today? Oh, yeah, not bad. Looking forward to my GCSEs. Oh, no pint for you. Is that what they do? How was geography today? Well, that'd be the, that'd be the equivalent, wouldn't it? It's what they do in television shows. I've never... So they ask you how your lessons were? Yeah. And you'd go, not bad, looking forward to my GCSEs. Wow. The thing is, you're too chatty. Yeah. Also, who looks forward to their GCSEs? I did. You prick. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that's an end point, isn't it, really? <laughs> that's the out. That's the out. Clark, he suddenly rears his ugly head and Goodness talk, me. calls Parry a prick for liking his GCSEs. <laughs> Felt right. It's harder than it seems to live your life like friends. It's hard to pay the rent when your job is just pretend. I'm sure you think real life is pretty tough. But you should try just sitting around in oversized clothes talking about stuff. We want to be like you. Sitting in a coffee shop. We want to be like you. Drinking from a massive cup. We want to be like you. But it's so hard to do. Hey, Gunther, can I get another cup of coffee, please? My name's not Gunther, and we don't do table service. You have to go to the counter to order. In fact, you guys should really move on. You've been here all day. <laughs> oh, and guys, stop playing that tape recording of laughter. We're getting complaints from the other customers. Sorry. Oh, here comes Tom. <laughs> Sorry, that was the final time, I promise. Hey, guys, uh, why is Matthew shaking? Because he's drunk 15 cups of coffee. I've just strangled our pet monkey. And you're shaking too, Ben. I think it's hypothermia setting in. My clothes are still soaking from dancing in that fountain. Well, it's not been a good day all round. We've been evicted from the flat. What? Yep, and I've lost my job. Apparently a foosball tournament isn't a sufficient reason for taking a week off work. Oh, look, here come the three quirky girls we hang out with. No, Matthew, you're having a caffeine-induced hallucination. We don't know any girls. We haven't got a job. We don't even have a flat. I'm covered in monkey blood. What are we going to do? Well, I did see an old sofa in the park. We could always dance around that tonight. And bring the monkey. We're going to need something to eat. I love you, Rachel. Get off, Matthew. (laughs) 
Babbies, Bangers and Mash, episode 11, or People More Loving, was improvised, written, and performed by Tom Parry, 7A stars and A and a B. Oh, Ben Clark, and A, two Bs, three Cs, and three Ds. Uh, and Matthew Crosby, too old to remember that shit. And it was produced by Colin Anderson, who went to the University of the Radio. Interesting, wasn't it, talking about status games? Oh, I didn't really think so. I'm kind of above status games. I don't really play them. Oh, really? Well, that's probably because you don't really know what status games are. No, I do, actually. In fact, uh, I've been asked to give a lecture on status games. You know they made me a professor at the university, don't you? Oh, yeah, I heard that. In fact, my girlfriend went to one of your lectures. Have you met my girlfriend, by the way? She's a pretty blonde, 19 years old. Yes, I remember her. Weak chin. I mean, that's the reason I broke up with her. Oh, that's funny, because she said it was because you were terrible in bed. In fact, she said you seemed more nervous in bed than giving one of your lectures. What was the phrase she used? Great to finally be with a real man. Something like that. Well, as a gentleman, I'd never divulge what a lady says to me in private. Obviously, you don't hold yourself to such high standards. Hey, guys. Hey, Tom, we're just discussing status games. Who cares? I've just cracked myself chief dude. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Don't forget, if you enjoyed the show, then give us a nice review on iTunes. And if you would like to find out more about Pappies, then follow us on Twitter at Pappies Tweet or go to pappiescomedy.com for all our live dates. We might be coming to your town.